Thunder roared as the bullets flew. Rounds zipped overhead, smacking against the building behind him, but never finding their mark. He dove into cover behind a horse trough and drew his own iron. There was a satisfying click as his expert hands thumbed the hammer back. There were six of them in all, but that wouldn't be enough. He was too good, and they knew it. That was why they ambushed him. It wasn't even close to a fair fight. They should have brought more men. He came out of cover, fanning his hammer and fingering his trigger in rapid succession. He was so fast, all three shots shared one report. Three bullets fired. Three men fell dead in the dusty street. Now there was only three. It didn't seem fair. Just before he pulled out of cover, a familiar laugh tore through the sky like the crack of a whip. He knew that voice. It was the biggest, meanest outlaw in the state. His voice was hard and without compassion. He said, "'We have your woman, lest you want her filled with holes.'" Art Billow sighed and tossed the book into the empty seat beside him. It was one of his favorites, and despite his love for reading the wild western dime novels and penny dreadfuls, he was in no spirit for it at the moment. He picked up the old newspaper clipping and stared at it for perhaps the thousandth time. It had a rough sketching of a handsome man on crutches. The headline read, The Bad Man from Boston. The story went on to explain how a mysterious man on crutches, named Art Billow, had valiantly stood against the Chafee Gang after they had slain the sheriff of Falls City and were attempting to knock over the bank. The heroic cripple scooped up the fallen sheriff's gun and had gone after the gang while the rest of the town trembled in fear. Even after having his crutches shot away, the bad man from Boston belly-crawled into the bank and shot dead the gang members. As much as Art might have liked it to have been true, that wasn't quite how it happened. Of course, the news folks didn't know that, but neither did the townsfolk for that matter. Not even young lad Tommy, who had been present for the whole terrible experience. Even he didn't know what really happened. Only Art, the dead men, and Warren Rebus knew what had really occurred that day. Art wasn't the big hero, but it wasn't for lack of trying, and he took some solace in that fact. He had spent his days lost in the fantasy realms of the books he read. The boys of Fall City would gather round him outside the hotel, and he would tell them the stories. The only problem was that he would leave out the part about them being fiction. And they came to revere him as a gunslinger, despite his thin rim spectacles and crutches. So when the gang killed the sheriff, all eyes had fallen on him. At first he had been afraid, but he was near enough to returning to Boston with empty pockets and a broken heart that he had nothing to lose. He had decided in that moment to be the hero that he had romanticized himself to be. He had scooped up the fallen sheriff's gun and faced down one of the gunmen in the street, and the outlaw had indeed shot his crutches out from under him, and he had crawled on until he had reached the bank. Once he made it through the door, he leveled his borrowed gun at one of the bandits. They had turned to face him, and he pulled the trigger, only his inexperienced hands had forgotten to cock the hammer back. He was as good as dead, until Warren Rivas had suddenly appeared. He was the real hero. He gunned down the outlaws in the bank. 
while Art sobbed in the corner.